Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Dr. Brianne Showman-Brown, and I am joined today by Bruce Briggs. He is a CrossFit athlete who has made it to regionals at the master's level three times and made it to the games this year in 2018. I'm thrilled to be able to talk to him today as I have known him for many years, starting out with him as my CrossFit coach. So tune in to learn what training like a games athlete looks like. All right, Bruce, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me out. You are quite welcome. So we've known each other for a while. You Mm -hmm. started out as one of my coaches, actually. And so I wanted to talk to you about your training, your competing, kind of everything that goes into it. Um, Because obviously I've seen you from a, you know, just competing in the opens to regionals level to a games level athlete. And Mm -hmm. I know the process it's taken you to get there. Right. Uh, So many people think it's this easy process that they just have to train a couple hours a day and they're going to get to the games in a year and we both know that's not the normal no (laughs) it may work for some people no but it does not work for most so um just kind of wanted to um get into kind of your background into how you got started in crossfit and then we'll go from there so you started crossfit in 2010 yes why did you decide crossfit like what was your purpose for starting um, well, I, I started training when I started working out when I was 40. I saw a picture of myself and I was way overweight. Um, I didn't think I looked bad, but the picture was <laughs> very convincing that I was way out of shape and I didn't want to be that way. So I started in a, you know, a local Globo gym, just, uh, you know, going in, doing backs and buys and tries and all of that stuff and a little cardio and. I mean, I saw some gains, but not what I wanted to. And a friend of mine drug me into a CrossFit gym one day and said, hey, you got to try this out. And I fell in love with it. It's just like, there was no going back. It was full steam ahead with CrossFit. Just loved it. Awesome. Awesome. So that was 2010. You've been to three regionals. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get to the first regionals? Uh, 2014 was the first time I qualified for regionals for the masters, which is a little bit different than regular CrossFit regionals. It's the top 200 in the world get to continue on after the open. So that was the first time I qualified. Okay. And then you missed the next year, correct? I missed the next year due to, I had, I got a new job and training wasn't going very well. I missed it by three or four spots, but I was not in any condition to, to be competing at that time <laughs> in my life anyway. Okay. Just, just wasn't possible. So it goes to show that you definitely need that consistent training. You can't just kind of be a part-time athlete and expect to get to that level by any means. Oh, no. There's, I mean, if you, there's a different level of competition. I mean, you can do your local competitions and do well and have fun. But if you want to go beyond, go to like the pinnacle of CrossFit, there's more time. There's more effort. It's not just going to the gym five or six days a week. There's things you do on the outside okay. to train as well. So let's talk about that. What things for you do you do on the outside? What does kind of a typical like week of training look like for you? Um, typically in the gym, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, I'll hike and swim. Um, Sundays, I'll either do a really long hike and swim again or do some running, just some different kind of training. We do a lot of, uh, it's called HIT training, so it's all uh, on machines and things like that. 
more singular muscle movements. So you're not, you're, you can build the gymnastics muscles, but you're not destroying the joints while you're doing it. So you can isolate it without, awesome. without the uh, destruction to the joint. So building up that strength aspect mm -hmm. more than actual movement necessarily. Cool. So back in 2014, mm -hmm. you're doing regionals competition. Yeah. Doing that regionals. First workout. First workout got injured. Yeah, I blew out my, uh, ruptured my plantar fascia. So when that happened, you obviously had to stop the regionals, essentially. Yeah, that, that was it. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go on. I tried, but I was doing double unders on one foot, and the coach just pulled me off and said, nah, you're done. you got to stop. Yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I did. I saw it. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> it, was, it was not a fun day in my life. It was pretty, pretty devastating. So what did you do initially to come back from that as far as did it require surgery? Did it require therapy? What was your path back to training like? Well, you know, I had no surgery. I uh, Actually, you recommended the doctor I go see. I did. And he took me in and he taught me how to strap tape my foot, which avoided all surgery. I was in a boot and on crutches for a little bit, but... Six to eight weeks out, I could start putting weight on the foot, moving it, and it's just been, just had to slowly come back. And it's, that's the hardest thing for an athlete to do is slowly come back. You know, you don't want to, you think you're missing this part of your training because, you know, everybody else is doing that. So why shouldn't I be doing it even though I can't? Yeah. And I love that you pointed that out because so many people are like, okay, it doesn't hurt anymore. I can just go no, back it's full still blown. Very weak. And you have to understand that. Yes, mm -hmm. things are weak. You haven't moved for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, that if you do come back 100% right away, you're oh, going to re-injure yourself. You're going to re-injure it. And I mean, with me, I still have issues with my calf from that, but I've learned how to deal with that and to warm it up and to stretch it out with some foot drills and things like that before I go into a heavy double under workout or a heavy running workout. So it stays loose. Awesome. Do you ever have fear of kind of do double unders, kind of give you hesitancy and fear? Absolutely. Every time. It's like, you know, it only, it, it, it only takes one. Yeah. And you always, you know, that's in the back of your mind. So, but when you're in a competition, you kind of got to go and, and hope it doesn't let go. Just for that reason, do you, when you actually train, do you avoid double unders or do you do them no, in training? I still do them, but I don't do them in high volume. Okay. I'll do them in 50 sets of 50s or maybe sets of 100s, but no... No, nothing beyond that. Okay. And like we had a workout in the open or the qualifier this year that had 400 double unders in it. So I just broke them up. There was, you know, I could have done more, but I just broke them up. Yeah. Smart. Play had smart. To. Play smart. And since then, no other injuries? Nope. I didn't think so. Just nagging, you know, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Things hurt. This You're is how not it is. Old. So, you know, you gotta, it, it takes me a little longer to get warmed up. I mean, I train at 5.30 in the morning, so um, lifting at 5.30 in the morning is hard. But as I progress, I'm finding out with my body, if I lift heavy, I need to work up to it. I mean, I need to do a lot more lifts getting up to that heavy lift, but my body functions well when I do that. Okay, perfect. So 2018, this past year, you did make to the games. Yes. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I know that was a nail biter getting in there as well. It was a nail biter. We sat at 21 for two and a half weeks. Was it that long? Before yeah, they... it's two and a half weeks. 
So let's go to training for the games. So between regionals and the games. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming things picked up. Quantity, quality. Volume picked up. We uh, August program specifically for me. Uh, and I had two guys. I was really fortunate. Two of the guys I trained with said, okay, we will train specifically with you with August programming to get you there to uh, you know help you along the way, which was amazing. Give that push. For those guys to give up that much of their time to train with me. And we trained... We trained in the gym, we trained outside, we ran, we hiked, we swam, did all kinds of things away from the gym just to build, you know, low-end cardio and work on stuff that we needed to do. Time factor. How much time were you putting in during the day? Um, Probably 20 hours a week. Okay. At least. Okay. Typically. What's your normal training time? Like, what are you training at now a week? Probably 10 to 12 hours a week. Okay, right about now. double then. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does your nutrition look like? How dialed in is it? Um, I'm kind of the anti-nutrition guy, <laughs> so to speak. I mean, I... Granted, I like... I know what's good. I started out with Mark Sisson's program on the Primal Blueprint and was really religious with that. I mean, to the point that it was... It was kind of corrupting my life with friends and family and you know oh we can't feed Bruce this we can't feed Bruce that what are we going to do and so I kind of eased away from that and just now I just eat good food good clean food when I'm hungry I eat sometimes when I'm not hungry I force myself <laughs> to eat um, try to stay away from you know a lot of sugar a lot of processed carbohydrates uh, but I do think that as an athlete doing what we do you have to upload that carbohydrate content even though they say carbs aren't good for you but they are good for you because you need the fuel especially if you get the right ones yeah like, I mean, good like you said avoid the sugars and all that stuff yeah i mean i'm not hammering you know snickers bars or anything <laughs> like that. but you know a lot of just a lot of good carbs mm-hmm. and then what do you do as far as to keep yourself from getting injured or at least you know do as much as you can prevention wise do you do routine maintenance type stuff yeah. You know, I re- are you just that lucky? I'm just pretty lucky. I'm pr- I do do I warm up really well, and depending on what we're doing in the gym, I mean, if it's a lot of shoulder intensive workout, I'll spend a lot of time warming up the shoulders. Or if it's it's if it's going to be lower end, I'll spend a lot of time warming my hips up because they get pretty tight. But I really don't have a routine. I will say that I spent when I made when I got the got the call that I made the CrossFit Games. I spent three hours a week on manual therapy. I was in seeing Marie for an hour and a half and I would get a lock method stretch and a fascial stretch every week. Okay. And it made a huge difference. It definitely Just, does. You know, body work. Body work is, is key. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, you gotta fix it. Yeah. Or keep definitely. it keep it moving. So do that do, do that consistently up to the games or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It was all every week up to the games I was you know, three plus hours getting manual therapy. Okay, perfect. And then just kind of backed off of it now since you're not training. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not training as hard right yet. now, but I'll get back into it. I was just, you know, trying to get my mindset. <laughs> I mean, it was a big letdown. The games, and you train, you train, you train, you train, and then you go to the games, you compete, you have a blast, and then you come home, and everything's different. Mm-hmm. You know, your training partners aren't there. People have changed, or people, you know. Everything just kind of goes in a cycle, and you hit this big low. 
Okay. And I came back to training way too fast. I was only out for three days and I was right back in the gym. It's like, you know, so I went through a pretty big low point. Okay. Interesting. And now I'm kind of on the upswing. What do you feel changed or what do you feel put you to that low point? Oh, I think it's just all the, you know, uh, I told my, well, my fiance, my wife to, to be, uh, one day we we're talking after the games. I said, you know, you set a goal for yourself. You put that carrot out there and you're already chasing that carrot. I mean, I was chasing that carrot for very hard for five years. And what do you do when you get it and you eat it? You know, you get that carrot and now what's next? You got to reset your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, you made your ultimate goal in what you've been doing for eight, nine years and now you got to refigure it out. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So what is your next goal? Requalify. I want to go back. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to be there twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh it's a great experience. I think the first time last this year was just, I mean, running out on the competition floor and seeing your name up on the rig at the CrossFit Games is pretty special. So I was probably in the, like a deer in the headlights, so to speak. I mean, I wasn't afraid. I had a great time on the competition floor, gave it everything I had every time. But I think I would do better next time because I know what to expect. I know how it's going to run. I know how to, and workouts that I know I'm going to do well in, how to slow down and not get in a hurry. Okay. Because it cost me on a couple of them. Yeah, just getting in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a rush. You know you know that workout is written for you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're better than the other 19 guys there at that okay. workout. But when you get in a hurry and you don't, you know, uh, just pace the movements, do the movements, when you rush it, it it'll cost you. So I know that now. <laughs> it's all a learning process. It is a learning process, and it's fun. I mean, my age, the Masters is probably the best group to compete with because they're fun guys. And they're not out there thumping their chest and testosterone-loaded and grumpy and warming up by themselves. We all warmed up together and had a great time. Awesome. What's, um, as coming to the, like, warming up, that sort of thing, do you pretty much have as much time as you want or need to warm up or when you are at that level in those types of scenarios are you a little more rushed do they kind of nope we there's a there's a warm-up area and you can be there in as much as you want so there's plenty of time to warm up and then and the warm-up facility was incredible it was was amazing (laughs) amazing plenty of equipment and uh you know you could be there as long as you wanted or as early as you wanted to warm up Awesome. Cool, cool. So as you go into training again, like once, say, March or January comes, um, you know, things are different this year a little bit with with all the qualifiers and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, as you go into training for the Open, for regionals, for the games, do you sense you're going to change things up compared to how you did last time? Do you think you kind of the way you did it worked for you? Uh, the way we did it worked, but I think I'll put in more uh, low-intensity uh, cardio work, you know, like long rows or long runs on the assault, the air runner, or things to just, you know, where you're moving and breathing and can still talk. 
but a lot of low-end cardio because it builds that base. Mm -hmm. I think that base is a really good thing to have when you get to the games because you really don't know what you're going to do, but you need to be able to do it when you need to. Yeah, very true. So you've got that bottom end. And then I'll work a little more on strength this year and on pulling. Pulling is my, uh, you know, gymnastics is the part of my game that's not as good as the others. And everything else, I can stay with them. So <laughs> Work on the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for two years now. So we're, working <laughs> we're working on it. You and me both. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. You call me out a lot, uh-huh. which I like. Well, you have to. <laughs> You've got to work on what you're not good at. Yes. It's like I had a... I had a uh, when I first started East Valley, I had one of the guys that was on their uh, 2014 uh, games team. And I trained with him every day. And he said, hey, if you want to go, you have to be better than average at everything. Mm-hmm. And better than everybody at a couple of things. If you want to make it. Yeah. And he was right. It's true. Yeah. It's so. true. For sure. So you mentioned training more of the kind of just lower, low end, kind of longer cardio stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that's also where your your weaknesses lie or you just want to have that better base? No, I just want to have the better base. I mean, my cardio is good on long chippers and things like that. Running is not my thing and I hate it. (laughs) And you know that as well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Always a workout when running came around, Bree was going to beat me. Didn't matter. So I don't like to run. It hurts. But I do it just because I know it's helping. I mean, we did a double jerry last week, and it was just miserable. But I got through it. And uh, But I like the long. We'll row during training for the games. We would row at least twice a week. We would do 5Ks. Okay. Just not for time, but just for consistency. Just to do it. Just to maintain a certain pace and main, set a pace and maintain that pace for 5,000 meters. Okay. And not, you know, not a leisurely pace. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not a Sunday walk pace. You're I've, pushing yeah. yourself a little bit. I forgot. Did you have to do the marathon row? And, or no. You did not? No. I didn't think you did. The master's programming for the games is the best programming. <laughs> it's actually a real test of your fitness. Yeah. In all levels. So are you going to do a marathon row? No. Just to do one? No. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have <laughs> I don't have those... those uh, goals in my life to row a marathon or run a marathon or that doesn't endurance athlete stuff does not appeal to me now 20 25 minutes of work sure let's go get it let's get after it but don't make me work for three and four hours especially the row yeah we were talking about that this past week at the gym that like i can't even imagine parts of your body start to hurt that you don't even know could hurt no (laughs) sitting in that position like that for four hours yeah. No. Don't oh. want to do it. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. No desire. <laughs> awesome. Cool, cool. Well, any just kind of, to close out here, any just kind of final parting words? Any, for someone who maybe is starting out or maybe isn't starting out, but kind of has aspirations of getting to regionals, getting to the games, um, kind of just any words mm-hmm. of advice? Uh, yeah, you got to work hard. I mean, but you've got to love it. I really like training more than I like competing. I love going to the gym. I love the community. I like to work really hard at the gym. And I find that the harder I work at the gym, the more successful I am on the competition floor. But the competitions don't spark me. It's, it's getting in and training that spark me. 
But if you don't love it, you're not going to make it. You have to love what you're doing because you it, it requires a lot of time. You have to put in extra time. You have to figure out your work schedule to, to schedule extra workouts. You need to be training, uh, you know, two or three days a week. You've got to be doing two-a-days. Mm-hmm. And most people's work schedule won't allow that or financial schedule or, you know, however it is. But if you want to reach that level, you've got to find a way to do that. You've yeah. got to commit to it. And I, the last two years of my life, I really committed to that. I mean, I went to East Valley and I, two months after being to East Valley, August and I had become pretty good friends. And I told him, I said, I want to make the games. That's my whole goal. That's why I came over here. I said, all right, let's do it. So we did. <laughs> we put in some time. Awesome. That you did, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Bruce. I'm really You're glad welcome, you Bree. Thank you for having me. To come on. So, and good luck on training for the games next year. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll see me there next year. Let's do it. <laughs> and that concludes this episode of Highly Functional. I truly appreciate the time you spend to listen to myself and my colleagues share with you how to become highly functional individuals and how to be highly functional individuals. If you learned great information from this, I would love for you to share it with your friends and help them become highly functioning individuals as well. Until next time, go out and be highly functional.